What is up, y'all? Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. This is a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you, and take action one little step at a time. My name is Kat Del Carmen, if you know me on Instagram, but you can just call me Kat. And I am the host of this show. I am so freaking pumped about today's episode. But before I get into that, I have two things I want to share with you. Number one is last week I launched my website. I'm so pumped. I'm mainly pumped about it because of a couple things. Number one, I'm finally offering some services for you guys. So I'm offering one-on-one strategy calls, which I already started and they are just freaking amazing. And number two, I also am offering different classes. So I'm doing a podcast consulting group and I'm also doing some personal development workshops. Go check it out at www.catdelcarmen.com, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N.com. Let me know what you think. And then also, I also just always, like I always remind you, if you have listened to this podcast and have taken anything away, it would mean so, so much to me if you shared this podcast with a friend, shared it on your Instagram stories, and wrote a review on iTunes. This is how podcasts grow. If you don't share it, this podcast ain't growing. So I would so, so, so appreciate it. Now let's talk about our guest. Today's guest is I just love her. One, because she's my big sister. (laughs) And two, I mainly am excited about this because I've been wanting her on the show for so freaking long. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Natalia Mendoza, and she is the CEO, photographer, and owner at Azalea Boudoir based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. She has such a freaking amazing story. And in this conversation, we're talking all about about her beginning career as a Mac makeup artist, how she went from that to a photography business with zero experience in photography. And we're talking all about how she went from being an artist, a creative, to a businesswoman. She talks about the importance of niching down and the importance of being a seller of your product. And on top of that, her story of being the breadwinner for her family of five and the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, it's just an amazing story that I got to see firsthand. I know for sure you're going to take something away from this episode. And I really, really hope you enjoy it. So get ready and let me know what you think. Let's start with, um, give us a little bit of background about you and maybe just uh, a little bit about how you got into photography. Like how did that even stem the interest and all that? And maybe give us a little bit of your background on uh, how you started your career in like glam. (laughs) Well, photography was never even a thought I ever had. Because I know a lot of photographers pretty much are like, I've been shooting since I was young. And, you know, I had my first camera. I never even considered it a career like ever. What I always thought like that I wanted to be and what I always knew is that I wanted to help women feel beautiful, pretty much. So that ended up turning into a love of makeup. So that it all started when I was in high school, you know, like falling in love with makeup and then really wanted to work at MAC. Mac was like the it that literally I thought that I was going to work there for the rest of my life. Yeah, you loved it. (laughs) Yeah, and I did. I did for a good amount of time. 
um, you know, like I ended up working there. I climbed the ladder. Um, I ended up um, becoming the manager, which I actually never really wanted to be. But I am so glad I did because it actually taught me business skills pretty much because I was just an artist. You know, like I just yeah. wanted to do makeup. I wanted to help women feel beautiful and things like that. And it was fun. Um, and then the management role came around and I was like, you know what? I might as well just do it for like a year just to get it on my resume. Um, and once I became the manager, I definitely had a completely different view of the company. Um, it just, it was just like, okay, night and day. They were very money oriented and it just took the fun out of it. And then I started not enjoying my job anymore. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to work at Mac. Then I started getting stressed out. You know, when you have employees, they don't always listen to you. So I was just like, ah, you know. Yeah, you felt like so, pressure. Yeah. And I was just like, I just don't like telling people what to do. It's just not my personality. Yeah. So um, then I had to start finding other ways to like what other kind of jobs I can do. But I wanted to, obviously, I'm an artist. So I wanted to do something that was very relatable um, and was to kind of like hand in that one hand in hand with what I already did, which was makeup and cosmetics. Um, so I ended up thinking I wanted to do YouTube and I was like, I'm going to be a YouTube sensation. <laughs> totally. I hate <laughs> being on video, hate being on video, but um, I ended up buying a camera and like all the equipment, whatever, like the YouTube video said that I needed. I went to go buy all this equipment and made my first YouTube video. Never again am I ever making a video. Like I, I really hated it so much. So I was just like, okay, well now I have this camera. I have these lights, like some lighting. And I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? So I started taking pictures of my kids. I was just like, I might as well. I learned a little bit, started watching YouTube videos on how to use my camera. And it actually was kind of fun. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is something fun. Um, and then as I did it more and more, I was just like, you know what? I'm actually enjoying this more than I am working at Mac. So, you know, like, you know me, I'm very impulsive in the yeah. things that I do. Um, I'm kind of like that YOLO, like you only live once. You have to try it if you want to, if you, you know, life is short, mm -hmm. pretty much. So you have to do it if you want to, if it's a thought. Mm -hmm. So um, I literally was just like, you know what? I'm going to quit. And I'm going to become a photographer knowing nothing about business except what Mac taught me. Um, and I kind of like decided this throughout like a year. It probably took me like about six months to really decide. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit. And then finally, you know, like I, I stayed through the holidays cause I didn't want to leave them without a manager. Cause it was like, it gets crazy at the mall, you know, like everybody knows the mall gets crazy. So, yeah. um, I stayed and then I stacked a little bit of money, um, because I had like a lot of overtime and then I quit with being the only income in the household and I do support my whole entire family, yep. including my husband. Um, and I have, there's five of us all together. I was just, but I quit. My husband thought I was crazy. You thought, yeah, I was crazy. Yeah, you thought I was crazy. My everybody mom was like, oh my crazy. God, everybody, yeah, everybody was stressed out for me mm -hmm. pretty much. Cause you know, like I have a big family to support. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out. Like, you know, I, that's just pretty much how I am. Not going to lie, the first year was a complete struggle. Yeah. Um, I just thought, I'm going to take beautiful photos and the people will come. <laughs> and that's not the way it yeah. works. <laughs> Definitely not the way it works at all. Um, so, like, I ended up, that year was just a very hard ride. You know, like, I ended up going, um, you know, like, on welfare. Yeah. I Because I, I just needed everything. But I refused 
to like let myself be wrong that I can do it. I really, yeah. really believed I can. That's your personality um, too. And, You've always been yeah. very stubborn about your dreams and what you want. And you are, you are the person, like you love to prove people wrong. Yes, I definitely like, do. Quietly though, like you won't say it. You'll just do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Like for me, just even on social media, I am more of the lurker instead of the the actual like person who's like, yeah, you know, like all the time putting comments of what I'm doing in my life and yeah. like, all that stuff. I just, I, I'm an observer. I like to observe people pretty much. So I, I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Then, it, I mean, it came to a point where we really, I, I needed to get a job <laughs> pretty much because like the photography thing just wasn't happening fast enough. So I ended up, um, you know, like I worked at a restaurant for a little bit for like a few months. And then I found a job um, at a bridal store. And I was just like, okay, this is like, I can get something out of this. Like I can maybe market at the bridal store for my photography. So I was like, it was a win-win both ways. And I still, it's in the the circle of, I love helping women feel beautiful. You know, like I pretty much like it's dressing people up. So I was just like, I love it. Very fun job. I did really enjoy it. but the money wasn't there, but I still was able to work on my business while I was there. And, um, I was a manager there as well. So, um, I did that for like about a year and while I was there, my business started picking up. Um, and one thing I learned is the people who do not, the people who always say, Oh, like I, you know, like I, I couldn't make this business work is because they didn't stick it out long enough. Yeah. Um, it's really, I did this. I really truly believe this. It's a matter of who just doesn't give up. And then there's a point everybody's like, well, when do you give up? Then what if it never works? I honestly believe it will work. It just, you never know. It might take a year. It might take five years. It might take 10 years, you know, like, but if you put in the work, it will work. It's just when is the process and you just, and you just have to be flexible. You have to know how to how to kind of adapt to all the different situations that are going to be thrown at you. Yeah. Um, and I'm very adaptable. So I'm like, I can make it work. So yeah. And then I started getting clients and clients and clients. And then it got to a point where I started turning people away because I was working. Like this isn't going to work. And then I was like, okay. I was like, I think I'm, yeah, I was all like, I'm actually now making more money on the side doing my photography than I am actually at my, on my full-time job. And at the time my husband is, he's ill. So he was sick and he was in and out of the hospital and I was missing a lot of like my regular, like full-time job, like at the bridal store. So I was just like, I need to be home more anyway. So this is a perfect time to like pivot and just be you know, like, let it go and let the business go all in and best decision I ever made. Because after that, things started picking up, I was able to say yes to all my clients. And then, you know, then it just snowballs pretty much. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much how it all started. That's, a, that was actually a beautiful summary. Um, really, really well said. You know, you said something in there. Well, one, bravo, like your story is amazing. And I mean, I got to witness it guys, but like, there were some really, really really hard moments and not it wasn't even just the like when she quit her job and like things were hard it's not it wasn't even there 
even when she was working at the bridal shop, there were so many things happening with her family. And I remember my sister was so stretched thin. She wasn't spending any time with her kids because she was trying to build this business, working, trying to support her husband. Like there were so many hard times that she used she right now she just brushed over that like <laughs> right. like oh and then that's when the business was booming yeah but like let me tell you y'all <laughs> it wasn't like just like just started blooming like it it was a lot of hard work on her part and she had to sacrifice a lot like a lot and um yeah, no, yeah. That, but one true. piece one piece i wanted to hone in on you were like saying that I really, you said, I, I really believe that like, you got to put in the work, you got to like, it, your, your business isn't going to not work out because of your business. Like you just have to keep working at it. Yeah. What I want to talk about and ask you about is what does that look like? So for somebody who let's say they have this idea for a business and they kind of like want to start, but they don't know where to start. Where do you start? Like, where did you, what would you recommend to the person that's like, oh, I want to be a, or, you know, I want to write a book or I want to create a product. Like, what are the first ways that you kind of were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do to learn? Um, so pretty much, I mean, it was a lot of learning um, yeah. at the beginning. It was like a lot of learning because again, I didn't even know how to use a camera properly. I had to learn like Photoshop and all the programs of editing. And then I had to learn business. So um, I didn't sleep (laughs) for most of that like few years. Um, I literally probably got maybe like three or four hours because I was up for hours and hours and hours watching YouTube videos. First, that's partly how it started. My, My learning part was, I believe you can find how to do, you can pretty much find how to do or build anything on YouTube, pretty much. So I started watching um, some beginner YouTube videos on, you know, like, started with the camera, start with learning your product, like what it is, you know, like, for me, my my camera, I need to learn the ins and outs, how to use it properly. Because um, I, I had an interaction one time with somebody who was a professional photographer, like a real professional at that time when I was beginning. Um, and he was like, oh, what kind of camera do you use? Oh, you're a photographer too? And he was like asking me these questions. And I felt so like, oh, I have this like camera. It's a, such a beginner camera. I don't really know what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, I just felt really like, oh, I'm like, then I don't really know as much as I thought I did. Um, so I was just like, okay, so I want to learn the ins and outs. That's one thing is just like, I don't like to look stupid. Like when somebody's like asking me a question or something. So I definitely like to do a lot of research. Yeah. So um, YouTube videos, I learned the ins and outs of like my product of what like first the photography, then I like probably spent another six months learning the actual programs like Photoshop um, and things like that. One thing that I did um, invest in was coaches and um, like mentors. Yes. Because it, I mean, I could have learned it all completely For sure. on YouTube. Yeah. Or I could have, I actually thought for a minute that I wanted to go to the Academy of Arts in San Francisco. Um, and I looked into it. it. I went on a tour. Thank God. Oh my God. It would have been not saying that that kind of education is a waste of money, but for me, it was like for me in my journey, it totally would have been. 
um, because they were asking a ridiculous amount of money. And I still would have come out not knowing how to run a business. Exactly. You know, so, so pretty much I invested in a few mentors. Like, so pretty much what I told myself is every year I'm going to invest in a different mentor. And I still have this to this day um, into a different course or something. Um, You want to you know, be around people who know more than you pretty much. So then that way you can learn from them. So um, I had my first, like, it was like a photography class, very beginner. Um, and one of the best decisions, they actually were the ones who told me to um, pick my niche and like, what do you, you want to photograph? And I thought I wanted to photograph everything in the world. And I was like, I can do it. I was like, nobody can tell me that I have to pick something. I was like, I want to photograph weddings. I want to photograph babies. I want to photograph like boudoir. I want to do commercial fashion. And then they're like, no, you can't do that. And then I was just like, watch me. Kind of that was like that prove it moment. I was like, watch me do it. And totally, they were absolutely right. <laughs> like now looking back. But um, but I was like, no, I want to photograph everything. And then she was she was just like laughed at me. She was like, oh no, no, you're gonna, you're gonna end up picking something. Um, and so I did a little bit of everything and then you just kind of naturally fall into your niche. Sometimes it just kind of like happens. I didn't pick boudoir specifically, like this is what's going to be. I just ended up shooting it. Boudoir picked you. Yeah. Like I ended up shooting it once and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like I, this is it. Like it's like that aha moment. I was like, this is it. So, um, but I took that course and then the next year after that, I took, a business course. It was specifically t- geared towards photography, but it was business. Um, and the business course is really what I feel like catapulted my career, like into actual business. Without yeah. that knowledge, there's I can honestly say there's like no way I would actually have like an actual legit business right now. Yeah. Um, it was literally a step by step. You this is how you do it. This is how you do this. This is the next step. This is the next step. Um, I had to save up that whole year prior to get this class because it was pretty expensive. And at the time, again, I wasn't working, you know? So I was like, I had no money. So I literally waited and I saved up like uh, some money. And then at the same time I used my tax money when I got, I literally used the whole entire tax money and everybody was like, you're crazy again. (laughs) But I was just like, no, I was like this girl, I, I believe her. I first, I thought it was a scam, you know, but it, it really wasn't. She was really very, very helpful. It was like a, kind of like a six week course. I ended up doing it in like about six months um, just because I had so much going on, but it doesn't matter. And that for me to see the results, it took a year. So that's when like, I, I feel like in the course we had other like course mates or like other class members kind of people that were in the course with me. And you can see people dropping off like flies. Like, they're like, oh, this isn't working for me. Oh, I'm, this is not working. And we would have, like, group chats, kind of like Zoom calls um, that we're having now. And people are like, well, this isn't working. And, like, coming up with excuses. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, brand new to this. This is, like, my first year. And these people were, like, years ahead of me. And they were still like, well, this isn't working for me. And I'm like, dude, I'm still going to do it. Like, I'm going to do the whole entire course. I don't care. I'm going to finish it. And after I finished the course, I was just like, crickets I still didn't have any clients um and but she literally told me she's like you're new she's like nobody knows about you so you have to just wait until you get that client like the first client and then you're gonna get the second and then all of a sudden it's going to snowball and she actually told me she's like wait till your third year 
She's like, year three is the magic number. And I've actually heard that from multiple business people, which is funny. So she's like, year three, if you, once it starts, once you get that start, year three is when you're going to be like full speed ahead. Everything's coming at you. And this, I feel like this would have been my year three <laughs> right now, but, but this all this. Hey, you don't know yeah. what's going to be after but, quarantine. But at the same time, I'm still like, I have still have big goals and I still think I can get them. I'm still technically semi on course. It's a little slow down, but yeah, I'm still like, it's going to happen. Like no, yeah. nothing's going to uh, like change my mind. Like I know what I'm going to do and I'm still on plan. I just took this time to do everything. I didn't have time to do to work on the business. So, but yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It's year three, and this is my year three, so I'm expecting big things this year, even though craziness is going on. Yeah. um, Wow. That was jam-freaking-packed. Thank you for sharing your experience with, like, learning, and I loved – here's – and for the audience, like, I want you to take a listen at, like, you went through, Natalia, like, everything you had to learn, and you were, like, number one – you got to learn about your product, your industry. You got to do the research, like the basics, guys. I think a lot of the time we want to jump into something, but we haven't even touched the surface when it like when it comes to really understanding the hard stuff of the industry. Like a lot of us, a lot of my people in my audience they're like, "Oh, I want to do this." you start an Instagram and you start posting things and you think that's like a business. Well, that's not a business. You have to do the hard work. You have to do the work. You have to do the research. And sure, you can grow while you're learning, but like the learning is number one. Like you have to learn, especially if you're new to whatever you're doing. And I also, um, Natalia, love that like when that you first are sharing that you invested in mentors, coaches, courses, because that has really changed the game for me too. But also, I think if you guys should know something about me and my sister is that I am super business minded. Like I've always been very much into the business side of yeah. things. I'm a salesperson. You're a baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm a salesperson at heart. Like these are my skills. These are my gifts. Like I can talk to people. I can get on the live. Like I get this all the time. Like, oh, but I couldn't do that. You know, you're so good at, I am good at this stuff. Like I will a hundred percent say yeah. it, but that, but all of us need to use our gifts separately. My sister always from the beginning, is an artist. Like she is a true, true creative since we were kids, guys. Like, so I love what you said about like, I really wasn't into the business stuff. Like, and even at Mac, you were like, that's where I learned about business. And you really did hate that job when when you became like a manager. manager. I loved my job the whole year, like all those years. So I was at Mac for 13 years, guys. That's a long time. Um, the last year is when I became the manager, like the assistant manager and the manager, the minute I became the manager, I detested my job. I hated yeah, being there. I, remember. I was angry all the time. Like I came home and I took it out on my family and I was just not happy. So yeah. I was just like, I have to get out of here, even though the money yeah. was good. That's the thing. Yeah. The it money was, was like, great. The money was really good um, for working. I'm like, for what I was doing, I was getting paid well. And 
I was just like, I'm going to go from this to zero. <laughs> like pretty Yeah. Zero but income. then when you, when you went into your, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff happened in the middle, but I really, I, even I remember when you really started to put your business hat on mm-hmm. and really build a business versus a hobby because yes. in the beginning it felt more of a hobby and you were doing a lot of learning at that time, um, about your craft, but like, you, you know, you got to test the waters before, like, you know, before you start really taking your stuff seriously. And that's the same for me, even for someone who like loves business. Like I had to like, I had my own journey, but people who are listening, who are creatives, you are going to have to invest in understanding business. If you want to make money off of your art, like, I want to be clear about that because Guys, and I hear this so much from creatives, especially like it is very natural for creatives to take a step back and be like, but this is my work. Yeah, I it wish that was was. No, that's not how business works. Like it does not work that way. And it was hard for Natalia to understand like, oh shit, like I can't just make really pretty things and I can't just create beautiful work. You have to market it. You have to get in front of your customer. You have to learn business Mm -hmm. to make money off of it. Yeah. One of the coaches um, that I, you know, like that was mentoring me pretty much told me, she's like, you can have the most beautiful photos in the whole entire world and be broke as fuck. (laughs) Pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, "It, it doesn't matter. She's like, and mediocre photographers are out there making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. You know, yep. it doesn't matter how good your photos are. It matters how good of a business person you are. And I was just like, oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. That okay. is the truth. So let's yeah. talk, let's talk about um, your resistance with niching down. So if you're listening to this, a niche is basically like, is, is uh, basically having a very specific specialty in whatever you do. So you can have a niche in anything. If you are a freaking, I don't know, a baseball player, your niche could be like throwing or something. Like a niche is a very specific specialty. And Natalia, if you could tell us about like one, your resistance with it, (laughs) and then what made you turn over and really understand, oh, like what gave you that aha moment you were talking about? So yeah, so my, my first mentor I ever had, she was, yeah, she was the one who told me, you need to pick something. And, and I was like, no, <laughs> it's like, it's not going to happen. I was like, I want to shoot everything. I love everything. You know, it's like, I had all these ideas bouncing in my head. I was like, I could do this. I can do this. And, um, as I was shooting, you know, like the more you shoot, the more you start realizing what you don't like. And the whole reason I quit my job was because I wanted to do something I love, you know, like I wanted to do something that I actually love. So what's the point of shooting something if I don't love it, you know? So that's kind of where um, finding, you know, your specialty comes from. So, you know, pretty much. And I was like, I was just telling her, no, 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 no. Um, and then pretty much what she told me, and I took it with a grain of salt at the time, but now it makes sense. It, I was like, yeah, she's absolutely right. Um, she pretty much told me, um, and I think I told you this, Scotty, before, but she told me, she was all like, if you're going to have brain surgery, she's like, if you're going to have brain surgery, you're not just going to go to a doctor because there's hundreds of doctors around, you know, she's like, you want to go to a brain surgeon. She's like, you're not going to go to like a, a plastic surgeon, you know, like a plastic surgery person. 
a plastic surgeon. She's like, you're going to go to a brain surgeon because that is the, that's their niche. That's their specialty. They know it in and out. They know how to, you know, get like, yes, the other one probably can perform it, but I'd be kind of scared, you know? So um, it's exact same thing. Like my specialty is boudoir. So I pretty much take pictures of women in their underwear. It's very vulnerable um, place for women to be. And other photographers, I know photographers who, who, shoot like weddings and other a few other things and then they'll have like boudoir mixed into it but it's not the same like like even the clients will be like if I'm going to be in my underwear like I want someone who really knows and has studied like the female form you know like to know how to pose what's very flattering because it is it's like it took me like a good like six seven months of just focusing on the right posing the right you know like the lighting the different even just lingerie how it fits the body in general you know um it's very specific um you can't just throw a woman in any lingerie and just make it amazing it doesn't work you know so um you have to have like that specialty so once i started um shooting and trying out the different genres of um photography I ended up falling into in love with boudoir but at first I thought I was going to be a newborn photographer um that was the initial thing and then I did that for a little bit probably like a few months of just doing newborns back to back to back and then I realized I don't really like it anymore (laughs) I was like nope nope um this is not it but it's very important to have that niche and to have that that specialty and a lot of people think and this is my mindset back when my my uh my teacher my coach pretty much told me I was like wait how am I going to make money if I am only marketing or like talking or taking photos of this one person like of this one type of of um like genre this one genre and um, I was like I can make money if I'm doing weddings if I'm doing babies my money's going to come from everywhere but the reality of it is if you're getting married and you're looking for a wedding photographer and you go on a wedding photographer's website, like a photographer's website, and you see pictures of babies, graduations, da, 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 and you only see like one photo of a bride or maybe like maybe two. That's not going to give you enough sense of what you're going to be getting out of it. Like you're just not going to know. But if you go to a website and the whole website is all wedding photography, you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. So she does this. So she, there's so much yeah. more you can do with it. And I think... Just to throw in in there, I think what it does from the customer's point of view is it it helps them trust you because they're seeing, oh, this is her specialty. And they just look at photo after photo after photo. And every single photo is like a little radar for your customer. And it's just going up because you're proving yourself right to her or, you know, in your case, it's a her. Yeah. Most, <laughs> uh, majority of the time. Um, but like, it's, it's a trust thing because you, you know, just like you said, you want to go to a brain surgeon if you're having brain surgery, like you want to a person who specializes in something because it's a big investment because I am a business major and I've worked in, you know, corporate America for like a while. I know a lot about business. That being said, when I started my my journey to start a company, and I'm still like, I'm so in the early stages, I think where I'm more of an expert is social media more than anything. But that being said, I always had this problem with niching down because in 
when you when you don't have a specific skill like for like photographer or makeup artist or when you don't have a specific uh, skill and you want to specialize in something that is a little bit more general your niche which you should continue to like hone it down but i think it's so important that you show up as your authentic self if you don't have a niche so like in my kind of business my brand is my personal brand. Like that is how I'm building an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I've struggled to niche down, I have to be super vulnerable and super myself because that is how my audience builds trust with me by just being transparent. Yeah. But you guys, if you are an artist, if you have a hard skill that you want to make money off of, like a trade, like some, like a hard skill it's so important to niche down. I appreciate, trust me, I know my sister, Natalia, as much as she loves photography, she also loves music and she also loves drawing and she also mm-hmm. loves makeup. Like <laughs> I, I, she is an artist, <laughs> trust me. Like, and I, I really am speaking to people who are artists, creatives, naturally. I'm not like that. My sister is a hundred percent like that because trust me photography is not all like the only thing she likes to do she loves it all like this woman loves all anything she could be creative with she loves it and that's how creative people are you know it's like you can't help it but like be curious about create creativity but if you're gonna make money off of your skill niching down is going to help build trust with your customer. So I just want to be super clear to whoever is listening to this, whichever side you're on. Like if you have a personal brand, you need to show up as your authentic self. The more authentic you get, the more you are gaining trust with the people you want to help. And on the other side, if you're an artist, the more you could niche down, that is how you're building trust with your customer. So let's say you're a, I don't know, maybe you even make music or something, right? Like it doesn't matter what kind of artist you are. Maybe you're making music, but if you have consistency within your, you know, your music, that is how your customer, maybe your customers, producers, maybe your customers, this, I don't know the music world, but whoever is listening to this with consistency and a a specialty, that's how you build trust. And when people trust you, they throw money at you yeah that's actually even I like that like the music even like everything has every single job everywhere I feel like has niches in within them yep like in the music industry their niches are country pop rap like all those are all their 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 pieces you know and exactly so every single job has them like it's just yeah finding the itty bitties in between um, and you can do more than one niche. Sometimes that's why that's what I was like fighting so hard with my coach at the beginning, like so resistant to it. You can have more than one, but you have to master one. Yes. Oh, that's such a good you know? point. That is such a good point. You have to master one and then you can move on, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, to the next one. Um, and then or you already made your, a name for yourself in this thing, you know, so like in the set area. And then now you're going to a, this other area. But you've already mastered the other one, so you're good. Yep. You know, um, and in so your that's, case, that's the part. yeah. Share your experience with that, because I know you just started, not just started, but you've been expanding. Yeah, like I'm, I'm expanding. So boudoir was my first. That's like my love, my first 
love. And now I'm transitioning into maternity. I love maternity as well. And there's actually a few other things that I want to do, but little by little. Yeah. Step by by step. And like, it's Um, a natural mm -hmm. progression. Like it just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. It's a, it's a slow progression and I'm slowly building it, but I'm actually seeing the result now. Like I'm at at first I was like, I want to do this too, but um, I'm just known more for my, um, for my boudoir. So, um, but I am getting actually a lot more um, clients now um, for my maternity. So yeah, it's just a progression and I'm still building that, you know, so that's still like in the works right now, but I have no doubt that it's, it's going to balance out. Um, And the thing, the other part is you don't want to do too many niches because then you, you can't focus on one either. You have to be able to give something a hundred percent. Then you, if you split it, now I'm going to be giving 50% and 50%. To, you know, to like one fifty percent to my maternity, fifty percent to my boudoir. If I ever decide to do another one, then I'm going to be splitting it again, like my attention. So there's a point where it becomes too much, you know. But at the same time, then that's when you. I feel like you need staff and yeah, know, like yeah, you grow in other you're ways. Gonna need help. There's no possible way to keep everything running successfully if you're just like by yourself. Yeah, but you got to master one skill not skill but you have to master one niche at first like pick your thing and go with it and you guys here I also want to just say if you are so unsure about what this niche should be just pick one pick one that feels the most right and then give it a solid have to at least choose one go with it give it a try and then see where it takes you. Like it's a process, guys. You're not going to get it right the first time. And maybe, 100%, yeah. Like, and just like Natalia was saying, she was like really into newborns. And then she was like, nope, not it. It's yeah, not exactly. it. That's my, my niche. But she gave it a try. She shot some newborns. You know what I mean? It wasn't time wasted because she learned. Let's quickly chat about believing in yourself. I feel like you are a person that has an just you believe so hard <laughs> into I do. what I'm you want that way yeah <laughs> yeah because I know you I know it's very natural like I know it's you know a lot of it is just who you are that being said it's it's hard like you went through some really 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 hard times and you still were like no this is the goal this is the goal. What are the things that got you through those times and helped you stay focused on the goal? What what made you keep believing even when you like things were going bad, you know? I'm I'm a pretty positive person in general. So I always like to look at the cup the cup half full. Um if something is going bad, my automatic thought is something can always be worse, so I have to be happy. Like I have to figure this out and just, it's never forever. Even like right now, what we're going through, it's not forever. It's going to, it's going to end eventually. Like you just have to think ahead. But when you're thinking ahead, I don't, I try not to let um, any of like the bad stuff because I, yeah, a lot, I did go through a lot of bad stuff. Like my husband is sick. He almost died multiple times um, throughout this whole process of, like, of me trying to, to build my business. But the thing is, I, you just can't give up because I was the only income for my whole family, you know? So you just have to keep doing it. 
Like you just have to keep doing it. And literally every single person would be like, are you sure? I don't know. Like maybe you should go get a job, like another job. You're like a better paying one. But I stayed at the bridal shop because it did not pay me well, very well. But I knew it gave me the ease and the back pocket money so I can at least pay my bills minimally. Um, and then I just, I pretty much kept going, but I'm in general, I am a positive person. Um, so no matter what anybody tells me, if I want to do something, I do it <laughs> pretty much. Like I, I don't think too much about what other people think of me. Um, it's very much like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I screw it up, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like it's okay to mess up. Like it's, the world doesn't end. Like it's going to keep going. So you just have to find your next move pretty much. It's just like you're dodging little bullets, but you're like, okay, cool. Like I'm still good. So I still, there's still an ahead for those who are not like that. Um, Cause I know most of the world is not, you know, um, you just literally have to force yourself to think of like, if you're thinking a negative thought, okay, what's the complete opposite of that? Because you don't know, like you, who said that that negative thought is going to happen? Like, you don't know, you know, so you have to think of the opposite and then just make them like weigh them equally. Nothing is saying that the the worst case scenario is more important than the best case scenario. Like, it's not more important. It doesn't like outweigh the, the better outcome. It's just whichever way you decide. One thing is your, I highly believe every single choice we make it's all has a consequence, every single choice. So if you know, like if you decide this, then this is gonna happen. If you decide not to, then that's gonna happen. Yeah. And no matter what you do, it's gonna happen of whatever you choose. So might as well take a step in the right direction, 100%. you know, as opposed to the other. Because if you're thinking negatively, guess what? The negative stuff is gonna happen. Yeah. You know, it just is. So if like my thought was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I did it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, Natalia, because we, you guys, she's my sister. So like, I actually never hear you talk like this. Like, I feel like we don't ever talk about like these kind of things. So it's just funny because, but one thing my audience should know is like, you guys know me. I'm an optimist. I'm always like, I'm tough love, you know, like I'm always tough love, but I'm an optimist and I'm always trying to look at the brighter side of things, especially the people who know me. But I, what I heard from what you were saying, Natalia, is like, one, we have to be optimistic. Like, I understand it's harder for some people, but you will not, you will not grow whatever you want to grow if you are being a pessimist, if you are being negative, if you are worrying about things that aren't your business or aren't your customer, like it's just not going to happen. And what you also said, Natalia, which I absolutely loved is not only do you have to be optimistic, but like you have to stop caring what people think guys, like people are going to think you're crazy no matter what you do in business. Like right now, I know there are people like I'm solidifying my business. I'm keeping it real. Like I'm formalizing my business as we speak. And I know there's a lot of people out there like, ah, now they're interested. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. She really doing this? I don't know. This ain't no business. Like, and that's okay. Like that's a part of the process. All you need 
is to make sure that you're focusing on your customer and the people who need your services, the people who need your product. Like that is where your eyes should be on. And then you should be thinking positive. And when we do stay positive, when we stop caring about what everyone thinks, little steps will happen. Like little growth spurts will happen. This was so, so good. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up. I do have one more question for you, Natalia. I know it's a funky time for businesses like yours with COVID-19 and like all the craziness going on in the world. That being said, one question I always ask is what fear will you be following in the la- in the next month, in the next quarter, in the next year? What do you, what fear are you like scared of doing, but you are like, I'm going to jump into this at some point, even though as scared as I am. Um, probably cause I've, I've talked to you, um, a hundred percent is going to be video stuff. Anything that has to do with videos. I absolutely Ooh. hate being on camera, which is really funny because when I was younger, all I wanted to do was be a singer <laughs> and I wanted yeah, to be yeah. in public, but public True. speaking in general terrifies me like terrifies me. It's weird. I can do small groups and I can, cause at Mac, I had to do like little seminars. Um, and I still freak out, but it wasn't that bad. But for some reason being by myself in front of a camera weirds me out, like totally weirds me out. So, um, but I know I have to do it because of the way, you know, businesses are run now. Marketing is very yeah. different. I have to do it. Like I don't have a yeah. choice, you know? So yep. that's definitely something I'm going to be working on I'm definitely planning on making like videos and things like that and that big marketing campaign me out but I'm gonna do it anyways yeah good I'm so happy to hear that you know I love that stuff yes I know you do I'm like ah it terrifies me you are so right we especially your type of business not and I don't mean by that by like photography but service-based businesses or a lot of you that like to sneak behind your business, like it, it's 2020 guys, it's going to involve some face action to get, to get the right marketing. Anyways, thank you so, so much for sharing that. Natalia, where can everybody find you and your business? Um, they can find me on, well, my business is called Azalea Boudoir. Um, it's going to be www.azaleaboudoir.com. It's A Z. E-Y-L-I-A-B-O-U-D-O-I-R.com. Yay. And check out her photos. Um, is it on Instagram? What's your Instagram, Instagram handle? Yeah. So it's um, Azalea underscore Boudoir. Amazing. You guys check her photos out. If you are in the Bay Area, California, honestly, it's like the photos are freaking beautiful for maternity too. Thank you so, so much for being here. I love you. (laughs) Love you too. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I have eight takeaways for you. So number one, the people that don't make it work are the ones that give up. So don't give up on that dream. Number two, learn everything about your industry. You can literally find everything on YouTube. So go learn about your industry, learn about your product, become obsessed with it and be an expert. Number three, invest in coaches, mentors, and programs. This is how you learn. You can learn without it, but it might take you a lot longer. 
Number four, if you are an artist and you want to make money, sorry to break it to you, but you're going to have to learn business and sales. It's a part of the process. Number five, niche down. If you need brain surgery, you're going to want a brain surgeon and it's the same thing for your business. If you don't have a niche, this is number six, if you don't have a niche, try new things and figure one out. Number seven, once you've mastered your niche, you can still expand, but start with one. And number eight, you have to believe in the end goal. Know that it will work out and it you can figure it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember, press subscribe if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me and Azalea Boudoir. I 100% am so thankful that you are here and you took the time to listen to this episode today. I send you all my love. And again, if you need to chat one-on-one to really get serious about your goals, I offer one-on-one coaching now. So you can email me or find me on Instagram, or you can just visit my website at katdelcrompton.com. Thank you again. Have an amazing day. Have a good rest of the week. I send you all my love. Bye. Bye.